anything else that we're supposed to say up top? Um, you don't need to pretend like you're not eating. That's totally all part of it. The burping. Please burp if you feel like okay. you need to. If you get a good one, just like <laughs> yeah, lean into it. I thought you were going to say you're going to edit in like plate noises. How are we going to add say. more plate noises? Like, if it's not believable track. enough. We do like a track where I just hold this up to my mouth and I'm like, chew track, one. Hello and welcome back to all of our returning midnight buddies. And also hello and welcome for the first time to anyone who's choosing to start listening to Midnight Breakfast here. This is a great spot to begin. What we do here normally is invite a couple of my best friends over to our breakfast nook here in not-so-bad Van Nuys, California, and we talk about one particular subject that they are particularly knowledgeable and particularly passionate about as we ply them with bacon and eggs and dessert from our sponsor, Kettle Glazed Donuts. What we're really trying to capture with this show is the feeling of a real conversation between friends. Real stories, real laughs that you feel like you can be a part of. And this episode is a compilation of some of our favorites of those moments from this last year. Throughout these episodes, you'll be able to hear the sounds of cooking, eating, and life going on, which is the way we like it here in the Nook. You'll also hear the voice and laughter of Midnight Breakfast team members Shayna and Dave Brennan, Midnight Roommate Becky Kluger, and Midnight Kitty Thomas Beans. Before we get too far into the show, I would like to do a little self-promotion and mention that I will be headlining a free comedy show at The Tavern in Ventura, California on Sunday, January 17th. I'll be doing a longer set, and it would be really great to see all of my Midnight Buddies there to support. You can go to my website, davidsharpcomedy.com, or to the 805 Comedy Underground Facebook page for more details. Now, getting started. Our favorite things here on the show are true stories. And unsurprisingly, many of the best stories that we heard came from people's childhoods. So we'll go ahead and we'll start this best of episode with some stories taken from the times when we were just learning how to be humans. Coming up, we'll hear Jonathan Rowell talking about his childhood Halloween costumes with Andy Sell, followed by Frank Cronin and Jay Saldana discussing their lives of crime. But we'll start this hodgepodge of hilarity with Laura Crawford and Sean Armistead from our Simpsons episode, talking about their early Fox TV watching experiences. All right, everybody. Let's go to the Midnight Breakfast. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go to the Midnight Breakfast. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go to the Midnight Breakfast. Eggs and bacon, waffles too. No topic, there is taboo. Coffee's black, the jokes are blue. At the Midnight Breakfast. I think I started watching early 1992. <laughs> Underachiever. 92, you'd be six years old then, right? Yeah. Wow. My, my, my dad liked so to watch like, Fox. So was your dad married secretly with children. wished that he was Al Bundy? Oh, no, no, no. He, just, he loved In Living Color. Sure. That was our jam. We loved In Living Color. Because more what than white Irish guy from Massachusetts didn't love In Living Color? <laughs> I know. He, I swear to God, my dad and I was growing up. He would never stop here. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> my father loved In Living Color. 
color. He like, thinks of himself as the lost Wayans. Yeah, I wanted to be a fly girl when I grew up. I had been, like, That's funny to me. And and you know, now, so fly that's girl. not far from what I am. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I just call him Keenan Ivory Wayne. His name's Wayne. His name's Wayne. That's my dad's He's Wayne Wayans. He's a Wayans. Waxen <laughs> <laughs> and Wayans. <laughs> I like how much you cracked yourself up with Flaxen and Wayans. Uh, uh, he's like this all the time. They should open a candle company called Waxen and Wayans. No, no one should do that. I like how you're on like the fourth level of your own joke, just falling deeper and deeper down it. the hole. Let me tag that up for you, me. <laughs> summer trying to make uh, a bomb like you know what I mean <laughs> I, I, we were boiling bleach for hours like, trying to make a, a bleach bomb a solid and then we tried to make a solid ox bomb do you, awesome. any, do you have anything you were going to use it on or just no we just wanted to make we'll a figure bomb. out we'll make a bomb and we were willing really, to blow up next. you say you're not in my league and then you come up with you're trying to make a bleach <laughs> yeah, bomb yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I haven't we, we, done we, anything we, that illegal yeah, successfully I've tried to make bombs well we failed dramatically we did we failed dramatically, but there was something you know, that came. I'm going to tell you, I don't think you failed as dramatically as you could have. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I'm I, th- I don't know. Sometimes I think the, the wilder you are in your youth, it allows you to navigate social situations when you're older. You're like, you know what I mean? I, I just know how to carry myself. But I feel, yeah, I feel just like uh, well-rounded. Now, I never hurt anyone physically, uh, unless it was a fight. You mm-hmm. know? I've already told myself that if I ever get into another fight, I'm biting. I don't care. <laughs> I'm biting. I'm pulling hair. Going I'm 35. I don't need to lose any fights. What age are your kids? Oh, man. So 14, 13, 10, uh, almost two years, and nine months. Right. Five kids? Uh, How are you even here? <laughs> don't you have more important things to do than a podcast? <laughs> They're asleep. What's the most illegal thing yeah. the two-year-old's done? Can you, I can't go on record with that. <laughs> wow. She's a hardcore criminal. She just earned that little teardrop, let's just say that. The statute of limitations has not run out on the two year old Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys know she's an anchor baby, but in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I remember for the first 10 years of my life was like just perfecting the Power Ranger costume. <laughs> I was like, this year is the year. I like to think that you had the same costume and you just kept putting the same one on. Well, the Power Rangers evolved. Yeah, yeah, really evolved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just know I was so fucking into them. Like, I think <laughs> what, yeah. what color Ranger? Red, always. Always red. red. Why the Red Ranger? I don't know. Because okay. he was black. Oh, was he really no, black? The black, black Ranger, Ranger was black. black. black yeah, they were pretty... What? Wait. The yellow Ranger was Asian. Asian, yeah. R.I.P. pretty terrible. R.I.P. What? Yeah, she died. Yeah, she died. What? Yeah, yellow Ranger's dead, man. How? Fuck. How? I think it was a car accident. I think it was a giant space Maybe it was... Oh, no. That was easy. That's We're all good people now. Now, I went ahead and grouped these clips pretty loosely, so we'll move on from our childhood section to what we'll call our gallery of embarrassing moments. Tales of times when things didn't go exactly as planned, although in some of those cases that may be a bit of an understatement. 
We'll hear from Forrest Shaw and Becky Kluger about gambling and hitting bottom. Jorge Riverall tells a tale of mac and cheese gone wrong to Daniel Perez. And we'll start with Leah Kajanian from our concerts episode, also featuring Adam Allgood, explaining how not to propose in public. They did see the Flaming Lips three times, and they're hands down my favorite. I've heard they put on a good show. Yeah. You just leave feeling so happy, and you just yeah, kind of love everybody, which is... <laughs> rare these days I did think when I saw them on New Year's I was like crazy high and I got it in my head that, oh my god he's gonna kill us all right now like, like he was setting it up to kill us all at midnight and I was like we should leave like, <laughs> which is what I do every time I think everyone's gonna die I'm like I'm gonna go outside <laughs> and just leave everybody you're gonna yeah. be crazy every single time until the time that it happens and then that's gonna be the then biggest the I know that's gonna be the biggest I told you so that you never get to deliver oh. right <laughs> I'd probably tell people if I felt it strongly enough. She just chisels it on their headstones. Told yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> you give the eulogy. Who <laughs> was right? Dearly beloved. I told you so. <laughs> Shut it and walk off. And then someone was proposed to at that concert, too, that New Year's concert. I just remember being like, I would never want that. That would just be like, I don't know, not embarrassing, but just like, be there. Showy. Be so there for that. take note. If yeah, who's that for? To Leah King no, King. and the reason <laughs> I'm saying this is because I was with my boyfriend. I was telling him that. And then, like, four months later, he proposed to me at a music festival. Because of all the ways you could else? propose to someone, you're going to choose <laughs> yeah, the one way they specifically told you Went out you of their way to. to tell you no. And did you, in that that moment did you say yes well of course i mean because you can't not say yes right the okay all of my friends are there they oh, called us oh, up right like yeah. they were like oh our winners of vip passes and they said our first they were like bryce and leah <laughs> instead of like our first right? and you know so i knew and i was trying to like negotiate out of it you know i'm like Oh, you just go, you know, and just everything I can. <laughs> and oh, we God, get up there, and then she hands us the passes, and I turn, like, it's on video, I turn around oh, to leave, so like, I'm like, I'm still gonna go, I'm still, maybe if I just quick. keep walking. This Run real fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, his family was there, and all our friends were there, Oof. and I was wearing a... <laughs> <laughs> a psychedelic mushroom t-shirt uh-huh. and cut off jean shorts and I was nice. holding a Bud Light. <laughs> 16 hours. I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> I'd run a half marathon. <laughs> the ring didn't fit because I was all swollen. Which is like the worst nice. thought I know. And I'm like, come on. I like believe in signs too. And I'm like, <laughs> when I finally like I guess if you want to call it like rock bottom type thing, I ended up getting committed briefly and to an institution. If an immediate family member or spouse is concerned for someone's safety, they can have you put under observation for 48 hours. This is a funny story. And I mean, it's not funny when it happens, but it's, it's, it's definitely a funny story. <laughs> it's not that it's funny that, when the cops have yeah. you committed to a mental Oh, no, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, okay, well, here's... So, I'm, I mean, I'll tell you honestly right now, I'm honest about everything. Like, I, I was not thinking about killing myself, but my mom felt like she thought that I might be. Mm-hmm. So she came over for some reason to my house and blocked my car in. I was like, did you call the cops? She goes, nah. And she's a terrible liar. <laughs> and that's when the poker skills yeah, came I was like, 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 that's a tell. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I, I locked the wing gate. I locked my front door and I turned off all the lights. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I'll convince them that no one's in here. Lights are off. Guess, we, guess just, we're not here. <laughs> so I open up the sliding glass door 
and I start to cut across the patio, one of my flip-flops comes off. Mm. Right then, I see, like, this cop coming over the fence, and I hide behind this shrub, right? But, uh, well, I'd only planted them, like, three days before that, so these weren't, like, filled-in shrubs. I want you to understand these are just planted. <laughs> Cannot hide a 200-plus-pound like, man. Like, I'm literally twice the size of this new planted shrub, and the guy comes, and they, they see the flip-flop, and he just, like, he didn't even look. He just has a flash, and he goes, yeah, there he is, right there. <laughs> like, so, I don't advise doing this when a cop... I, I popped up, like I... <laughs> like I knew that was like... And I go, what are you guys doing on my property? Well, that's not a good thing to say to cops. Uh, so, yeah. And they took me to this institution. I was there for over 48 hours because they didn't admit me for like 12 hours. And I was still gambling in there. In there? <laughs> yeah, I was able to get outside line on the phone. Mm-hmm. Call Costa Rica on a friend's account, an offshore gambling site. I didn't even know what games were playing. It was basketball season. I was like, tell me what the games are. And they're like, what game do you want to bet on? I was like, just tell me one. They're like, <laughs> they're like Phoenix Suns minus six. I'm like, other team. Whoever that is. <laughs> That's how I was gambling there. I didn't even know it was. This is how much I gambled. Some some of the bookies would literally ask me if I want to take it easy. This week. <laughs> That's how much I was going to bet. Yeah. Tell me what to do. You're, you're talking about college, and so I was I was both uh, very poor and very cheap. So it was a good good combination. We'll find out. <laughs> well, what, what happened was I I I cook a lot of mac and cheese, and what I decided was like, you know what? Paying all this dollar nineteen for a box of mac and cheese. Bullshit, I gotta find a loophole. Screw the man on this one. <laughs> so what I did was I bought regular macaroni. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go to 7-Eleven, and I bought nachos, right? Oh, my oh God. No. And what I did was Velveeta. so much cheese. Oh, you know what? This is below Velveeta. Oh Velveeta would have actually... Oh, my God. Yeah, so, cheese whiz, what do you so what it was, I, I took the chips out, made a nice little pool, oh dumped the God. chips in, put it on top, just filled it up. I did the transaction as quick as possible so that... <laughs> so that you didn't have to bask in the condescending eyes. So how much, how much, was, it, how much was the thing of nachos? Was the thing of nachos and seriously not cheaper? Dollar. Three bucks, something, I don't know, two bucks. The thing was, uh, so... More I'm, expensive than buying some cheese. <laughs> I got to enjoy the notch. <laughs> I had a, a nice luxury item you for myself. two meals out of it, David. <laughs> so, I ate the chips, which, by the way, got all melty and floppy immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't stand a chance. Um, I had the little, uh, the plastic dish uh, put in the fridge. Uh... When that stuff gets cool, oh, oh no, it's pretty gelatin-like. So, but were you deterred? No, no. <laughs> so I have to wait a little while because I'm full. But I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to do this. Oh my so I, god! And then I don't think I even waited the four hours for like another minute. I'm just like, all right, you know, it's go time. Let's do this. <laughs> so I boil a ton of this macaroni, and, oh my god. and then I just dump it. And the way this cheese reacted was not any, by any way natural. It was just like chunks. It didn't oh. liquefy. It was just like, and I just... Like mixing I, oil and water. It just yeah, like will not like fuse oh together in That's any exactly way. what it was. Eventually I stirred enough. I think 
I added more butter, I think. Oh my god. And so, being the sensible person you are, you didn't eat it, of course. Oh, I ate all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Human trash can blue strikes again. I took in that quote unquote nourishment. (laughs) It's still in my body, David. It never got back. It's it's part of me now. A huge part of our show is the food. Shayna, our gracious culinary engineer, makes a ton of it every week. It is delicious, and it is the major currency that I use to bribe my guests into coming over. We also have the reward of a dessert tray provided by our sponsors, Kettle Glazed Donuts, where Sammy and his crew provide us with an awe-inducing array of their creative treats that you really do need to sample for yourself to understand. Kettle Glazed great donuts. Now here are two brief clips from our allergies episode with guests Dave Niker and Aaron Marsh, two guys that care a lot about the food that they put into their bodies because some of it could kill them. Bacon is served. What's the thing that you found out you were allergic to would devastate you? Uh, I would say food-wise, ice cream, but I'm now allergic to it. So it happened to you. The nightmare yeah. is real. Well, yeah, and I uh, I only have ice cream a couple times a year, and I get sick every time, and I still do it. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. me, I think that the one thing you know, that I would, if I were to be allergic to would say anything else at this point. Right. Yes. <laughs> one more thing. One more. One more. Cameron's done, man. Cannot take oh. any more scores. <laughs> <laughs> Develop a late life beard allergy. <laughs> All right. Breakfast is sweet. can't see on the podcast is everything, but there's a there's a lot more bacon than anything else. Prepared. I can make more eggs, by the way. One can never have too much. Bacon. Thank God you're not Jewish, huh, Dave? Right. Yeah, really. Add on religious <laughs> allergies. If you have to go, you mean, you mean this isn't corned beef? <laughs> I am actually Jewish, though. You okay. couldn't tell by the way I'm wolfing down this bacon. <laughs> Or we can tell by the way you're wolfing down the bacon and taking so much like pleasure in it, but also feeling shame. Like, you're having a complicated emotional experience with the bacon. It's pretty good, man. It's the first decent meal I've had in three days. You came, you came, to, the you came to the right place. I think that's the best endorsement this show has ever gotten. Exactly. We're taking <laughs> hungry stand-up comedians and we're giving them, if nothing else, a decent meal for them. I am shocked that hasn't come up more often. It's really, you know, I'm not going to pay people, so I might as well like, give them I can hope I would have the know. bacon and the eggs and maybe some toast, but I would not have the fruit, probably. I would be separate. I would eat Oh, well, you specifically food. requested fruit. Yes, yeah, so I can you have a balanced meal. A meal. Mm-hmm. You sent a writer in advance? Yeah. He did. He did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, I better yeah. not see any green M&M's. Because <laughs> then you'll know we set up your stage wrong. And do you notice how there are no green M&M's? Not a one. Yep. Wow. Okay. 
Oh my god, this is kettle glaze. Oh, kettle glaze? That's so. This is donuts. This is donuts. You can or can't you say? Probably can't. Well, milk in it. We've got some. Not a vegan. Oh, nice vegan ones I can eat. We got vegan donuts for you this episode. There's a lemon glaze, a vanilla glaze, and a cinnamon sugar. Any of those would be great. Thank you. Can I try that one of the weird ones you're talking about? Yeah, the crappy one. Yeah, donuts. Right. Well, bro, I haven't had donuts in a long time. Long, long time. Because you didn't have ones that you could eat? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why they make vegan donuts. Yeah, Where are they? Sure. Kettle Glaze is... Wait, a, can I guess? I, I think I remember. Yeah. It's in Hollywood. Right off the 101. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. On uh, Franklin. Yes. And... Like Argyle? Franklin Vinish? Yes. 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 Very good. Thank you very much. Wow. Perfect. Mm. You made the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever no, been there no. I've only driven past it. But see, so you noticed the sign and you've wondered, and now exactly. Know. I've always been like, remember this because it's here, and I don't know if there's multiple. It locations. is like an oasis of donut shops because most of them are like really dirty and skeezy. Yeah. And you go into Kettle Glades and it's like this gorgeous, beautiful. <laughs> so you know, LA has an amazing amount of donut shops. Mm-hmm. It does. It's right? They're like insane. on every other corner. I'm every corner there's a donut crazy. shop. In LA. It's totally I'm crazy. If some of them are. Tax Just shelters fronts? or yeah, fronts for like drug operations. I feel like some are terrible. And there's and you walk in, there's only like fifteen donuts, and, and they're open until like twenty four hours. hours. How can they do business? Go in there and ask for if it's like I like the special donut and link. See what you get. Oh, right this way. Yeah. That was good. Those, that, that donuts was, was good. Breakfast mm-hmm. was delicious. Thank you. I feel like I should do more talking and, you know, in recompense. We'll do Sorry to bring up a big word. <laughs> Why do you go look at me when you say that? Aaron, why do you get so angry at people when they use big words? I have never gotten angry at you guys. Aaron, if you ever butt heads once, I'm not sure I'd be on the podcast as early. I don't feel like we've ever butt heads. Yeah, because I'm like two feet smaller than you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't jump that While we at Midnight Breakfast do edit our episodes, we try not to censor our guests, and we aren't scared to go a little blue if that's where the best stories are. We value, if nothing else, comedy and the truth. Let's face it, sometimes the truth is a little sexy, and sometimes sex is a little hilarious. We'll hear Casey Coop and Thelma Slees from our sex work episode as they talk about hipster strip club customers and how not to handle your sex workers. But first, let's get sexy talking about pets. Gross. Here's Laura Crawford again, this time with Katie Merriam. And just for some context, Katie's dog Morty is blind. This becomes relevant later on. All right, sex with pets. I had a roommate move in when I was in Boston. She had a big old cat. I don't know why. I think the cats before was fine with it, but I didn't really care for her cat. It would just come in my room, and I'd just be in there, and I'd see this cat. Ah! And just it would <laughs> sneak in, and then it would just be walking around like, hey. <laughs> You're saying this like, like, oh man, this cat was really fucking with me. Like, well, I was in this cat's house, and sometimes it, it was my in. place. It moved into my territory. Like, uh, looking at his face, he does not understand that concept. No, no like, sometimes oh. cats are hanging out in the room. What was it doing? <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> but like in a way that I was aware of it, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like coming home yeah. and coming into my room after a long day at work, putting your bag, and I'd be like, Ah, it's you. And then it just looks at me like, Hey, fuck off. You know, I just felt like I'm on the cat side. I'm on the cat side. I'm sorry. I just feel like it had a very flippant, possessive attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your tone. I just always remember I had a boyfriend after we had sex, he would like rush to let his cat back in the room. He'd be like, Charlie boy, come here. And he'd be like naked and so like penny his cat. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like he like referred himself as the cat daddy. <laughs> My dog used to watch having sex, but like from the corner like a polite gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he must just listen, I don't know. <laughs> I, had a guy, I had a guy whose beagle kept barking super loud and then would open the door and jump on the bed and bark aggressively and he had oh to be God. like, get these. Like, Nobody's being hurt right now. Yes. Yeah, the dog would be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> The worst part is that he had trained it to do that. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, like, it's like someone arranges for you to get a call during a date so you have an excuse to get out. He's like, if we, have any, if we start having sex, man, just interrupt immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So are there types of guys? Are there... Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of hipster dudes around where I work. Yeah. And it's so sad. I'm so saddened by the hipster culture because hipster dudes are so... Outwardly feminist. Painfully ironic. And and quote-unquote feminist. But they're so afraid of their sexuality more than anyone. They can't even look at you in your bikini. So I think their sexuality is the most repressed, is these hipster, Mm -hmm. feminist, quote-unquote dudes. They're so fucking scared. They're so afraid. And I just want to hold their hand and be like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm not going to rape you. Like, it's going to be okay. Except that since it's hipster dudes, you have to hold their hand and be like, it's okay, you're not going to rape me. So the guys at the strip club sometimes will will pull out their wad as they pull out money to give you for the gas and slowly peel it just so you can look at it. Like you know, it's probably all of their paycheck and they're not. (laughs) Sure, in the middle of it is no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm always wondering like it's just to assert dominance. Yeah, yeah. Like like, I'm I'm rich, baby. Like I'm getting wealthy dudes trying to impress me. It's weird to command that respect for once. You know, like to have someone being like, wow, I need to get my shit together. I need to clean up this place. I'm going to show her all my art. <laughs> I may be playing her, but I still have to impress her. What is the act of impressing you? What do they want? Uh, they want me to like them. Yeah. And I don't think that's... anyone wants to think that the woman they're paying for sex isn't into it. Even yeah. though they know on some level. Exactly. Into- they're stepping into a fantasy, but they're buying into the game. And the few that aren't are those idiot hipsters who are, like, scared out of their minds. Oh, I'm I'm too smart for that. That's not your real name. I get what this is about. You just want to sell me dances. It's like, but that's what you're here for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to, over, to over-intellectualize yes. it is your personal fears. Yep. And these dudes who are playing the game, buying in, playing along, still wanting to impress and you. And then get mad that they have to pay for it later. Sometimes they do. They they get resentful that they have to pay really? for it, and then they they feel dirty. Like I've had guys, like some guys, are like, "Yeah, I feel dirty." And I'm like, "I don't. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I, don't I feel, feel dirty. I feel great. I, I feel mean, the great. dirty, it, the money itself is quite filthy, but once I put it into my account, that shit's clean. Yeah, <laughs> it's all digital, baby. Mm-hmm. I do want to know what goes into picking a yeah, stripper. <laughs> it's the not that cool. Where you were born. Nope, that's porn star. Stripper name is your favorite spice plus your most preferred luxury car. 
Got it. Mm-hmm. So basil, basil. You know what? Most of the girls <laughs> in my club <laughs> just picked like regular people names. Basil oregano. Um, mine. Quentin Tarantino is my Ooh. favorite director. Yeah. So it's one of his movies. Actually, it's my favorite. Marcellus movie. Wallace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you just outed her. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's biased. Here. Sorry, so sorry. Mine was I was looking through census names for babies in like the 1910s and whatnot, and like hmm. Bertha didn't quite work. <laughs> you know, so uh, I was like, Thelma, I really so like cute. Thelma and Louise. That's so cute. Like, I want to jump off into the sunset in a Corvette with a hot chick someday. Like, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, when they're okay. you say jump off into the sunset, you <laughs> <laughs> say drive into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, the but, credits will roll then. Yeah, it's oh, fine. It's fine. It's a happy ending. <laughs> How would I do as a sex worker? <laughs> like as a like a prostitute? I don't know. Well, what kind of sex worker? Phone yeah, sex? Exactly. You'd be great at porn star. Porn star. You would be a hot porn star. I think you'd be great. I would watch your porn. Phone sex. You'd be great at phone sex. Phone sex. You'd be like the. Yeah. the I forgot like, about that line of like, sex work. Yeah. <laughs> phone sex. Phone voice. People answer their phone. They don't actually have. Yeah, you can call and like you know don't want to pander. I mean, I got two dudes here. So I'm just calling this final big chunk Fun With Friends. There's no real theme that unites these clips, it's just a handful of my favorite moments from this last year. There's Aaron Pita, Jorge, and Becky from our 2015 Year in Review discussing the legalization of same-sex marriage. We have Jessica Singer and Virginia Jones busting my chops in our style episode. Rachel Scanlon and Jim Coughlin talk about the weather in the Midwest. And Justin Foster shares his bartending origin story with Quincy Johnson II. We will start this chunk, though, with Peter Marr and Kevin Tinkin from our Houses episode as Peter waxes poetic about his dream home. The ideal home. Money is not an object. Well, it's actually an A-frame with a giant window that goes up underneath the pole. There's a big waterfall off of one side. The stream mm-hmm. goes down. It's got the uh, the little arched bridge that goes over it. There's a deck. There's mm-hmm. a big three-car garage. So you're improvising all this right now, never no, having thought about never it before? Never thought about it a bit. Never <laughs> thought about it a bit. That's just what I made up right there on the spot. So. <laughs> um, Not that I have uh, blueprints drawn up. No. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a vision board at home or anything, you guys. It's mine. <laughs> I don't think my ideal house is that big. I don't really want to live in a place that's so big that I can't tell when people come in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to hear when people are home. Yep. Like, I don't mind the sound of people walking around in the house. Uh, I like that better than the, like, oh, I haven't visited this wing in some time. Is there a homeless man who's taken up a camp in here? But wouldn't your butler let you know when people come <laughs> Mr. Sharp, there has been a derelict making a home in the East Library. Shall I roust him? Uh, it's just me. I got kicked out of the house. Oh. He's, in his, he's in his underwear. And the cat is talking. A guy can't him. have an erection in his own I tried to move him off the sofa, but it was final and he was stuck. Your butler's a real asshole. <laughs> So one pretty big thing that happened this year is you got engaged, mm-hmm. which is actually legal. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it was already legal in the state that. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. It was already legal in California, but and, now and it would Oregon. be legal anywhere in America. You know what's funny to me? It wasn't yet legal in Nevada because it's like that's where people go. You would think for the like quick, convenient marriage. Yeah, so you'd think that just like. Hey, marriage is sacred to us here in Nevada. (laughs) We believe in your right to get shit canned at a casino and marry an Elvis impersonator if that's what you wanted. But just stay away from somebody with the same. No, you don't have have your car to do it. Yes, you have to be of the opposite (laughs) gender. Drawing some weird lines, Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you guys hear that Sheldon Adelson just bought the biggest paper in Nevada? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Sheldon Adelson is actually. Yeah! (laughs) I'm going to buy up all the newspapers and television stations, and then I will control the world. (laughs) And he owns casinos. But if you did that with an Australian accent, it's Rupert Murdoch. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to buy all the newspapers, and then I can say whatever I want about anyone. Wow, you're real good at that. And then if you do it in, like, like American English or Ted Turner. He's like Georgian, right? It's like, all I'm going to do is control all the media. And then... The world. <laughs> the kids, whatever, whatever accent you. At the end, you bring it down like, and then the world. Do Jack Nicholson next? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hack. Oh, to Christopher Walken as a media mogul. That is a different Bond movie. Yeah, he's already been a Bond villain. Uh, what was it? View to a kill. A view to a kill. A view. view To a kill. Doesn't. I saw that movie this year. Yeah. When you look into your closet and it's like way too much black, I had that problem with like floral for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't stop that because I'm like, I don't know what I like. I like flowers. Who doesn't like flowers? <laughs> <laughs> with flowers on it. Exactly. <laughs> if you were to give me a makeover, what should I do differently? I actually really like David's style. I am too. It, um, it's simple. He, it's limited, but he's clearly thought about it. I think guys should wear neutral colors and clothes that fit, and you pretty much do that. I've never seen your glasses before. Fucking hate them. Yeah, those are pretty bad. I really dislike. <laughs> you asked the question. I got a scratch on my eyeball, and so I took my contacts out for I'm a couple of days, and now I'm wearing glasses. I'm sorry. It's I'm right. Just don't make it an everyday thing. Just don't, don't make a habit of it, baby. We want to see your pretty eyes, okay? That's basically the only physical feature I have going for me. So <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not even true. I know, it's so sad. The people that I've been compared to through the course of my life, at the beginning, Robert Downey Jr., Rob Lowe. Not at the beginning, at the beginning, at the beginning I was a baby. This if you look at They're like, this is baby. the world's most fuckable baby. Look at that chiseled jaw on this baby. Like this. Uh, then it became uh, Patton Oswalt and the guy from Man vs. Food. That's a big drop off. Like, that's, I, like a, that's like a. That's <laughs> like you get a fucking nosebleed going from that house <laughs> to that house. Okay? That's, that's hard. That is one yeah. thing that Midwesterners certainly know. I think to be a Midwestern state, you have to know snow. Yeah. yeah. You have to know yes. the winter. Yeah, and I'm missing things like my pea coat, my dike boots, my scarves. Like, these are all in my trunk, crying. Hello. <laughs> <alone. laughs> 
I'm sorry, what were the boots name? My name? Dyke Boots. Is um, that the brand not, name? Is that a brand name? No, 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 I'm that's, a, that's a pet I'm name. I'm sorry, did, yeah. not, yeah. did you not pick up on the fact that Rachel is, uh, in fact, herself a boot wearer? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. I did not. I did not. <laughs> yeah. The old switcheroo at the end. He, I, thought, um, I thought he was going to say Dyke, and then he said boot wearer. Boot wearer. <laughs> Very clever. I look great. In fall and winter clothing, mm. it's just fall, like you have fall hair color. Exactly, mm. and this body looks good covered up in some clothes. <laughs> and just, I hear you, sister. I'm missing mm. it. It was also how you time things. Yes, yeah. I have to remember like what month it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, I called my brother one time, and he said, "Oh, are you calling because it's your niece's birthday?" So, and you were like. Yes. Uh, yeah, but then I said the wrong niece's name because, because one's birthday is in June and one's in September, and I couldn't. You know, on the fly, I can't come up with what even what season it is. I have to think that whole sense of time thing—it's totally yeah. true. Like yeah. I have because I—that's how you space out things that happen. All of my relationships in the past in the Midwest would always go by, oh yeah, I dated her when it was cold out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember exactly. We had it that snowball fight. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She was my, it was warm out, it was great, and then by the time it was cold, Tiffany came along, or whatever. And now, <laughs> how do you keep track of all the women? Am I right? It just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, and I yeah. just don't know what time it is. <laughs> do people ice skate out here? I love love the attempts around here of the super wealthy people to give their kids some experience of winter. It's a little bit disturbing and weird. Like, we're going to bring these kids to the mall and they're going to just... cultural Put a bunch of shaved ice. Yeah. It's it's weather appropriation. (laughs) Hey, you didn't earn this. How dare you? You didn't need to dig your car out to get here. So I would do my shows at the improv, and then we would all do the after party at this bar. And so one night, the owner, and I'm good friends with the owner, and he's like, he's like, I love, like, you always have your after parties here, and how many people are here, this is awesome. He's like, you should come bartend here, like, one night a week. And so Wednesday, I show up, and he's like, oh yeah, I hired you, right? He goes, well, you bartended before, right? I was like, nope. He's like, uh, he told the truth. Yeah, he goes. Did you tell me that the other night? I was like, yep. And then he just goes, yeah, you'll figure it out, and walked away. Wow, <laughs> what? Wow. And that was uh, well seven done. years ago. And yeah. you did figure it. And out. I figured it out. He was yeah. not wrong. He was not wrong. The guy that I worked with uh, hated me for like six months because you know he Ignorant basically he had to train me how to bartend. Like a lot of people do the bar backing thing, and then they go to bartender college. It was a very like. Turn and burn, fast paced bar. So it's so loud. Uh-huh. He's like screaming at you. Right. People are ordering shots that I have no idea what they are. <laughs> so I'm trying to Google it. And I'm asking. I three water moccasins. Right. I don't know what that means. And this is like when the app came out. I keep Googling water moccasins and I'm just getting pictures of snakes. Right. Yeah. So I'm tugging on Max's fucking shirt. Like, what's in a buttery nipple? God damn it. The last thing I need right now. Yeah. It was like it was like at that time period, like when the app came out. So all the chicks like shook the app. And we're like, make that. And they yeah. would shove the phone in your face. You remember that. I remember yeah. those days. And you're like, I don't know what this means. And then you're like, and then so the thing, the bartender thing was like, well, what color is it? And like, it's blue. You're like, okay, whatever I'm going to make, I'm just going to put gonna blue, blue shit in it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And if it's a shot, they're like, oh, that didn't taste right. And you're right. like, well, too bad. Yeah. After, it's after the first two or three shots, yeah. they don't even care what they drink. Whenever a bartender asks you what color is the weird <laughs> shot you want, he has no idea how to make yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 
Or my favorite is when uh, girls will come to the bar and they'll see you making drinks for somebody else. They don't know what it is. That looks pretty. And that's all. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty shower. Oh, that's bright green. I want that. What is that? Oh, it's antifreeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Max, what's in an antifreeze? <laughs> oh, man. Those are the days, though, man. Those were the days. Lastly, we are going to wrap this show up with what is probably my personal favorite moment from this last year. It was simply just talking a little baseball with Ryan Pfeiffer and Jeff Suing. I like the announcers in baseball, so like that's the to me one of my most favorite parts of the game. I love listening. Yeah. That's what like Vince Scully. Vince Scully called games for the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> Go look up his Wikipedia. He, he's, I mean, it's, it's, he's so old. You, you like Ron Santo? It happens. As a, I loved him. He, he, he's the reason I'm a Cubs fan, because I love what him and Pat Hughes would call games. I love Pat Hughes. You don't like Ron Santo. I well, listen. There's a whole there's a whole gaggle of Chicago Thank Cubs you, fans that hate Ron Santo, and I don't understand it. He's so funny. It's not. A, it's like. See, you're gonna think this is great. I, I already tell you. Okay. It's like Ron Santo. You're watching a game. Yeah. With like a baseball fan that doesn't know anything. Right. And so when something would go wrong, he would just be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's like he was not an announcer. What? <laughs> and it was such a... But he's was the such... best. He was the best third baseman for the Cubs ever. Like yeah. fucking ever. He was the best. All right, but that doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> you know. You know. My favorite thing when they would have a rain delay and Pat Hughes and Ron Santo would have to vamp. I mean. Ron would read the back of the Sunflower package. <laughs> One time he went through the roster of the Cubs, and he, he was like, Sean Dunstan, good-looking guy. Alex Gordon, pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> Sammy Sosa, good-looking guy. <laughs> Mark Grace, yeah, it's an okay-looking guy. <laughs> but he, Doesn't but, do but, it for me. But he, came, <laughs> he, came Mark, he, he came to Mark Gretzelonic, and he was like, Mark Gretzelonic, now that's a really good-looking guy. Now that is <laughs> Oh, God. We had one great call for me, and yeah. it was, oh, there was this say. random game in the middle of the season where we had this left fielder named Brant Brown. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love it! And, and it's to end the game, it's just a little lazy fly ball to Brant Brown, and you hear Pat Hughes go, and Brown drops the ball! And then you hear Ron Sano goes, Oh no! No! And that is like how everybody felt right at that moment. But I mean, it's like the reason I didn't love Ron Sano is because he sort of added to the thing. That the Cubs, he adds to the thing that the Cubs are like this. Like they were a joke. Not be taken they were a fucking yeah. joke. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Well, I mean, this doesn't help, but do you remember when it's toupee caught on fire? What? Oh, yeah. It was in Shea Stadium. Shea yeah. Stadium. What? Well, you're, you're talking about a guy that, that wore a toupee that had lost, he lost his leg. I mean, legs. He lost both legs. <laughs> but he had a toupee. I'm like, dude, your legs are gone. He, people aren't going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was his legs. <laughs>
I can't believe you guys haven't mentioned Harry Carey yet. Oh, yeah. The problem with Harry Carey is that Will Ferrell yeah, he just did such a it. perfect impression, and it was so funny, and everybody else started doing that same impression right. that Harry Carey became hack, and people forgot how fucking amazing Harry Carey as a person really was. Oh, man. He was Just one of the reasons epic. that I really got into it. Watching Harry Carey and Steve Stone, and Steve Stone is very much the straight man. Yeah. And Harry Carey oh, just talked about whatever he wanted. <laughs> it was hammered. It was hammered most of the time. This is 100% a real thing that he, <laughs> he said during drunk. a game. Somebody hit a ball, and he stopped in the middle of the play, and he said, Hey, there's a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> I should feed him some. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I will never forget that little moment where you're just like, "What kind of ADD do you have to have?" Well, the thing with the thing with Harry though was Harry must have just been like, "God, this team sucks," so yeah. I have to make this a little funny. I mean, there were some bad. There was some, doing some bad. When, Harry, when they were getting blown out every once in a while, Harry Carey would play a game where he tried to say every player's name backwards. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and hearing him say like Ryan Sandberg backwards, he'd be like Ryan Sandberg, Gerbenis Brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a larger than life figure, and like that's you know that's the other thing baseball has that, that yeah. the other sports really can't compete with. I mean, those players back then were fucking just. Pers- well, then you had the great managers too, like oh. Earl Weaver. Oh, you ever oh, listen to God. Earl Weaver? Oh, yeah. Interviews. <laughs> it's just a guy where, like, the guy will be interviewing him, yeah. and, and like this poor, this poor <laughs> reporter is just like, "Oh, why did you bat this guy in the cleanup, <laughs> the cleanup spot?" And Earl Weaver's just like, "Well, we thought we'd just get a big motherfucker get a bomb out of the ballpark." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And he's like four feet tall. He's just like tiny, just like pissed off. Wow. 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 Go back and find your own favorite moments with the complete episodes, all of which are available on crabdiving.com. And keep listening as we bring you more true stories shared over the warmth of a home-cooked meal in 2016. As always, I want to say thanks to Gary Best for the Midnight Breakfast theme. I really can't get it out of my head sometimes. And thanks to Mike Garvin for additional music, which means those little guitar breaks that we play in between sections, just in case you've ever wondered. The Midnight Breakfast team is myself, David Sharp, audio engineer and editor Dave Brennan, and culinary engineer and editor Shayna, the glue that holds this whole damn operation together, Brennan. If you liked the show, please subscribe and come back every week. And you can also rate and review us on iTunes if you really want to be an ubermensch about it. I usually list my guests' Twitter handles here, but we had too many folks on this show to name, so what I'll do is I'll just post all that on our Facebook page, and you can find it there. Thanks again to our sponsor, Kettle Glazed Donuts, online at kettleglazed.com. Kettle Glazed. Great donuts. Remember, come out and see me do live comedy without the benefit of the Brennan's post-production skills at the Tavern in Ventura on Sunday, January 17th, really love to see some friendly faces there. Midnight Breakfast is proud to be a production on the Crab Diving Network, and we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. 
Until then, it's midnight, everybody. It's a brand new day. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs>